Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. For just a little bit of time, um, say a word for anybody or to anybody who is dealing with any kind of sickness. Um, this message can be universal. It, it, uh, it really can apply to anybody because you don't have to look around. You don't have to search. Uh, you don't have to look far and wide to find people who are sick. As a matter of fact, it seems like sometimes everybody in the church has some kind of malady. Somewhere between your head and your toes. And if it's not physical, if there's nothing wrong with the body, then maybe there's trouble in your mind. And if that's all right, then maybe it's emotional or spiritual or relational healing that is needed. Brothers and sisters, this story in Luke chapter 13 uh, is told of a woman, a nameless woman. A woman whose identity is given only by what troubles her. Was her name Mary or Markeisha? We don't know. Was it Susan or Shamika? We don't know. Was her name Mildred or Monique? We don't have a clue. The only way she is identified in this text is by what is troubling her. She was identified by her malady. We don't know anything about her. We don't know where she came from. We don't know where she's going. We don't know who her family is. We don't know what side of the track she's from. And I believe that there are instances like this in the word of God where we just know that there is a woman and she's got a problem. And I am convinced that there are these instances because truth be told, it really doesn't matter what her name is or where she's from, or what side of the track she's from. The reason that it doesn't matter is because it could be anybody. I'm learning. I'm learning that it doesn't matter what family you're from. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you're from, how much education you have, how much money or privilege you have. All of us at some time or another have some struggles to deal with, have some problems. Everybody has obstacles that only Jesus can take care of. Matter of fact, if you were to look down your road, while it may not be showing on their face, they may not be physically bent over, they may be wearing, as Paul Lawrence Dunbar put it, the mask that grins and lies. But in this sanctuary, 
in your very section, on your very row, maybe even in your very seat, is someone who is plagued by some sort of infirmity, some sort of weakness, whether it's physical or spiritual or emotional or financial or relational or mental, whatever it is, I've got some good news for you that I want to share with you today, and I don't even know what to call this good news. Um, I don't know what to title this message. You can come up with your own title in your notes, but let me just share with you three truths that I see in this passage um, that, uh, actually, I think I have more than three, that I see in this passage that I want to share with you and encourage you that whatever you have today, uh, God has you here today on purpose. And there is hope for you. Let me, uh, so I guess if I put that first slide up, if I was titling this message with the question marks, there you go. There's your title. I don't have a title. I just got some truths. Here's what I see. I see in this passage, number one, a powerful woman. I know at first glance, you may not see it. But the text says, and behold, there was a woman. What are you talking about, pastor? I don't see a powerful woman. I see a woman bent over. I see a powerless woman. Well, just stay with me a minute. Let's look at what we don't see in the text. The text does not say, and behold, there was an invalid. The text does not say, and behold, there was a victim. The text does not say, and behold, there was a cripple. No, it says, and behold, there was a woman. She has her issues, but she's still a woman. Can I pause parenthetically to tell you, you don't have to become what you're going through. And what makes her powerful is that the implication in this text is that in spite of her present condition, she keeps on. How you know that, Reverend? Well, because Jesus doesn't go visit her at home. He doesn't go visit her as a pitiful person trapped in her house because she's bent over with a spirit of infirmity. No, Jesus is teaching at the synagogue and she is right there. She doesn't let her infirmity stop her movement. She's likely in pain, but she's there. She can't stand up straight, but she's there. She is tormented by her condition, but she's there. You don't have to look at anybody. Just put it in the atmosphere. Somebody shout, I'm here. I may not feel good, but I'm here. I may, I'm, I may have issues that I'm working through. I may have problems. There's stuff tormenting. I feel on the inside like I can hardly lift up my head. But you know what? I'm here. I'm, at least I'm here. There's a powerful woman. And even though she's a powerful woman, 
She's being tormented by something. Something is troubling her. The Bible says she had a spirit of infirmity. There was something spiritual causing her physical condition. She had a spirit of infirmity, a demonic, if you will, spirit that is causing her physical harm. Let's deal with it. Spirit pneuma in the Greek, a simple essence, something devoid of matter, meaning you can't see it. Something devoid of matter with the power of knowing, desiring, deciding, and acting. Listen, believe it or not, the spiritual world is real. And this bodiless, matterless presence has invaded her body and is now acting out in her. She has a spirit of infirmity that cannot be seen. The only thing that can be seen is the result of that spirit in her. I am afraid that there are too many of us trying to fight what we can see when what is behind what we can see is a troubling, tormenting spirit that we can't. Um, we can't. We don't. We don't have time to get real deep. Um, behind this country's, uh, behind this country's four hundred year and running oppression of people of African descent is not just a physical issue, but there is a demonic spirit at work that we have not been able to fight in the physical, not successfully, because it is a spiritual matter. Um, let me see if I can bring it closer to your address. You thought you could beat that thing out of your daughter. You thought you could whoop it out of your son when the reason that they're acting out is not a physical one. There is some spiritual reason behind it. And that's, that's why you, you beat them till your hand hurt and they still... And this spirit is on assignment. It is a spirit of infirmity. Literally means weakness. A spirit that is on assignment to make this woman weak, sick, and diseased. For 18 years, this spirit has tormented this lady to the point where she is bent over and cannot straighten up at all. This spirit on the inside has worked its way to the outside to the point where she is bent over and cannot straighten up at all. There's a couple things that go on when you are bent over 
and cannot straighten up. For one, your vision is affected. Because if you're bent over and cannot straighten up, then all you can see is what's right in front of you and maybe a little bit of what's out ahead of you. And all this, because this spirit is at work, there's something else that's going on. Not only is her vision affected, but her range of motion is limited as well. She can only do so much to the point where she is now bent. She cannot lift herself up. And whether we will admit it or not this morning, there are those of us in this very room and we know our range of vision has been affected by the weight of our torment. You won't say nothing. I'm not asking you to say anything don't shake your head don't say amen so nobody will know it's you but you know that the things you used to see in your life you don't see anymore it's because there's a weight that's got you bent down you know there's a range of motion that you used to have that you don't have anymore because there's a weight you've been burdened so many years That all you can see now is what's right in front of you. But I've got good news for you. Listen to me. Neither the severity of her condition nor the length of her condition is an indicator of God's will. Let me say it again. Neither the severity of her condition nor the length of her condition is an indicator of God's will. If we've had something, forget 18 years, if we've had something for 18 weeks and prayed about it and it didn't move, we assume that that's just the way we're going to die. Neither the severity nor the length is an indicator that this is what's going to take her out. She's been tormented for 18 years. It's about 216 months. Over 900 weeks. More than 6,500 days. 157,600 hours. She's had to deal with this infirmity and there is no indication. I'll get to that in a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But this I know, this I know, life has a way of wearing you down where after you have been in a condition for so long, you just kind of give up even praying about that condition that you think this is just my lot in life. This is just the way it's going to be. But I've come to encourage you today. I don't care how long you've been dealing with what you are dealing with. I don't care how severe it is. If you can have it, God can heal it. If you can have it God can heal it if you can have it God can heal it if it's broken God can fix it it doesn't matter how long and it doesn't matter how severe y'all remember Lazarus 
He was just sick, and his sisters came to Jesus, sent word and said, Lazarus is sick, come do something. And Jesus stayed where he was. I cannot imagine the sinking feeling in Lazarus' family's heart as he got worse, not better. And as Jesus, who's supposed to be a friend, takes his time. And by the time Jesus gets there, Lazarus is dead and has been for a few days, long enough for them to bury him. Jesus, if you had caught it at the beginning, maybe you could do something about it. No, I had to wait for it to get so bad that only I could do something about it. The severity of your condition is not an indicator of God's will. There is a powerful woman. Thank God that's not the only thing that I see. There is also a prophetic word. That's our second stopping point today. Not only is there a powerful woman, but there is a prophetic word. Jesus saw her. He called her to himself, spoke to her. We don't even know her name, but Jesus saw her, called her, and spoke to her. She's not even important enough to Luke to mention who she is, but Jesus saw her, called her. And spoke to her. her. Her presence in the synagogue that day seemed to be pretty insignificant. But Jesus saw her and called her and spoke to her. I don't care if you feel like nobody else sees you. If you feel overlooked and undervalued, if you feel unimportant and insignificant and inferior and less than, I've come to tell you that Jesus sees you, he's calling you, and has a word for you today. Are y'all ready for what the prophetic word was that Jesus spoke? Here's what he said, woman, thou art loosed. From thine infirmity. May I point out again what the text does not say. It does not say, woman, thou shalt be loosed. He speaks to her prophetically and says, woman, thou art loosed. From thine in, wait a minute, Jesus, what do you mean she's loose? She, she's not loose. She's still bound. Her back is still bent. Her head is still down. Her, her condition is still the same. Her neck is still strained. Her strength is still gone. That spirit is still there. And yet, he says, woman, you are loose. You got to understand who's doing the talking. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says he calls those things that be not 
as though they were. He speaks it before she can see it. That's just who he is. That's that's just who he is. That's the way he operates. That's the way the kingdom works. You, you hear before you can see. It is the opposite of the natural. That In the natural, we see lightning first and then we hear the thunder. But in the spiritual, we hear first and then we see. That's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing. He says it while she's still bound. Reverend, I don't feel any different. No matter. He says it before she sees it. This is, uh, y'all, if you have your Bible, you got your phone, go to Genesis 1. Let me just show you this real quick. This is, let me show you the pattern. I'm not, uh, I'm just hot, that's all. Let me show you the pattern. Let me show you the pattern. Here it is. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created. Oh, this is, this is my favorite. God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was about. Y'all know, the, y'all know the scripture. And the spirit of God moved upon the face, the face of the waters. Verse 3. And God said. He spoke it. And there was. Verse 6, and God said. Verse 7, and it was so. Verse 9, and God said. And it was so. Verse 11, and God said. And it was so. Verse 14, and God said. Verse 15, and it was so. Verse 20, and God said. Verse 24, and it was so. All I'm trying to tell you is when he speaks it, it shall come He's the same one that said, you destroyed this temple, and in three days, I'll raise it up. Woman, thou art loose. That's a prophetic word. Woman, thou art man, thou art loose. Boy, girl, that's that's. A prophetic word. You are loose. You are released. You are detained no longer. You are detached from that which had you bent over. You are divorced. You are delivered. You are disconnected. You are emancipated. You are extricated. You are liberated. You are unchained. You are unfastened. You are unlocked. You are unlimited. You are unstuck. You are unfastened from that thing which had you bound. And the Bible says, verse 13, he laid his hands on her. Did you catch that? When Jesus says a thing, get ready for your deliverance. There is, there's a powerful woman, there's a prophetic word, but then Jesus performs the work. He laid his hands 
on her. He performed the work. First he said it, and then he did it. Now, I'll probably get my charismatic card revoked. But there is no record that says this woman believed. There's nothing that says she had enough faith. There's nothing that says she gave enough offering. She didn't march around the walls. She didn't send in for nothing. She didn't stand in nobody's line. As a matter of fact, she didn't even ask Jesus. She didn't even ask Jesus to do anything. But Jesus, in all his Jesusness, sees this woman with a need. And I don't know if she believed. I don't know if she had faith. I don't know what she was thinking. It didn't matter. She was just there. I have refrained on purpose from asking you to say anything to anybody. But I feel like if you don't help me, I'm going to explode. Would you look at somebody, anybody, and tell them you're still here? And that makes the difference. You may not have asked him. You may not have come to him. I don't even know if you still believe. But you're still here. You came. You, you fought through. You, you showed up. Maybe y'all don't have those days where somebody asks you how you're doing and all you can say is, I'm just here. Well, thank God, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) There's some people in here who've been through something (laughs) something that would have stopped somebody else would have made them sit down but you didn't sit down you you kept moving you you kept going you didn't give up you just you knew that God you knew and He laid his hands on her. And 
when he touched her, that was enough. There's somebody sitting close to you who can, who can testify he touched me. And all oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. I can't explain it, but now I know he touched me. I'm almost done. We'll go on. And the Bible says immediately she was made straight. She was as a powerful woman. who received a prophetic word. You are loosed. And then Jesus performs the work. She doesn't have to do anything to make it happen. <laughs> oh, I love him. 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 And then, last thing, she proceeds to worship. I'm not making it up. It's in the text. He touched her. She straightened up. And she started glorifying God. Doxazo, y'all have heard that word before. It just means to praise, to extol, to magnify, to celebrate, to honor, to, to, to make glorious, to, to clothe with splendor, to impart glory, to render something excellent, to make something renowned. In other words, to make a show that God has done something in me. There is something to be said. Um, hey, Mountain Media, when y'all just, the, the, uh, the title of this message is Just Show Up. There is something to be said. There's something to be said about not letting your infirmity make you immobile. Sometimes, y'all hear me please, sometimes you've got to go bent over. Sometimes you've got to keep moving wounded. Yeah. 
Sometimes you got to keep showing up, even tormented. What I love is the fact that before that spirit started tormenting her, Jesus put an 18-year expiration date on it. And it could not stay, not one day passed. I don't know what you came in with. I don't know what's got you bowed down. But this I know just as sure as you got into it, there was an expiration date on it, and it cannot remain not one day past. You're here today on purpose. You are a powerful woman. You are a powerful man. And God has sent you a prophetic word. And I say to you, woman of God, man of God, thou art loose, you're released. You are unattached from your infirmity. It cannot keep hold on you. 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 You're loose. You're free. You are unchained. You're unshackled. You are free. Reverend, I don't deserve it. Who asked? All that woman had to do was be there. So, you got it? Okay. I know that... Um, Right, I imagine it was about like that, <laughs> where she, she stood up straight and then nobody had to ask her to praise God, nobody had to beg her to praise God, nobody had to tell her what to do, she just... There's... I know we're, we're in our study of the church that Jesus built. But we needed to take a detour today. Because the Lord wanted to speak to you. About being loosed and being free. And if you receive that today, would you give God some kind, any kind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Awesome God. Awesome God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Please don't, please don't give up. Please don't give up. Please don't give up. Don't give up. Just because it's been a long time doesn't mean that this is your destiny. Don't, don't give up. If y'all, uh, if y'all put me in E flat, oh, there we go. That's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> then uh, my dad used to say to me when I was on the organ, he said, help me come on down out of this tree. Let's, do y'all know this? Shackled by a heavy burden. Neath the load of guilt and shame. That's it. Then the hand of Jesus touched me. <laughs> and now I am no longer the same. Come on, testify with me. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. Yeah. And oh, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Come on, testify. Something happened. Something happen and now I know he touched me 
And I got good news for you. God loved you so much that he gave his unique, one-of-a-kind son, Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's how much he loves you. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved that's good news here's what the bible says confess with your mouth that jesus is lord believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you shall be saved if there's anybody here who is not sure you're saved would you come now listen all of us are going to spend eternity somewhere but you can know that you're going to spend yours with jesus christ if you're not sure you're saved, would you come now? Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. That's good news. That's the first call. If you're not sure you're saved, we want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. You're not too dirty. You haven't been gone too long. You haven't gone too far. If you're breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus. That is good news. That's the first call. I promise you, there's nothing better. Nothing better. Nothing better. 